the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So I'm going to be a little annoying. I move around a lot, so my back preemptively. Um, two things. Number one, this isn't going to be me speaking at you guys. It's going to be something where we're going to engage. So that's number one. Number two is a personal preference. Up to you whether you want to do this or not. I kind of feel a little, like I want people to just squeeze in a little. Like, I mean, get closer to, like, I mean, people sitting in the back because they're humble and stuff, it's cool, but if you guys want to move up a little bit, that'd be fantastic. Yes, no, maybe up to you guys, no pressure. Fantastic, a little bit of cooperation. I've never seen that work as well as you just did. You have to put people on the spot, it's fine. So, I actually didn't come alone. I brought friends with me. The first friend I want to introduce you to, his name is Jake. Who wants to meet Jake? You want to meet Jake? Let's meet Jake. All right. This is Jake. Everyone say hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Okay, everyone, you can say hi, Jake. I want hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. So Jake goes away for school, and while he's at school, he meets Victoria. He meets Victoria. He meets Victoria. Thank you. He meets Victoria. Oh, wow. Guys, come on. Hi, Victoria. What's up, guys? All right. So, meet Victoria. I didn't even recognize you. I didn't recognize you. <laughs> so, meet Victoria. And they get to know each other, and they start dating. All right? And they've been dating for a couple of years, and things don't necessarily end up working out, so they break up. So, he moves back home. <laughs> And when he moves back home, he meets Hillary. I like Hillary better. <laughs> he, meets Hil- he meets Hillary. Hi. 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 All right, so we're not going to start a quick plan out. All right? I need you all to be faster than this. <laughs> Who just came after work? Who came just from work? Who's had a long day? My hand's still up, too. But you got to be quick. you got to be sharp. All right? He meets Hillary. It's going to be a long night. Okay. (laughs) So, he meets Hillary, and they start getting to know each other more intimately, and they've been together for a couple of years, and guess what? He falls madly in love, and guess what happens? They get married for the one person who figured it out. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, let's go. Engage, guys. I want engagement. So, they get married, and they live happily ever after, and they've been married for 15 years. Wow. Right? It's fantastic. Except, last week, Jake had an affair with Victoria. Wow. Okay? You're Hillary? What's going through your head? I'm going to kill him. You're going to kill him? Okay. (laughs) Why? Betrayal. Who said betrayal? Okay. Why are you going to kill him? For that reason, betrayal. Okay. Anyone else? Why? Why what? Why is that important? Say more. Probably because, like, I want to know it's, if it's because of me or if it's because I did something. Or, or is it just, he just a, you know. He's just a sleazeball. <laughs> okay. More. I can assure you that not a single person in this room doesn't have an opinion. <laughs> Everyone has something to say. I want to hear it. Not necessarily from everyone, but I want more. What do I do now? You're Hillary. What do I do now? Why is that your thought? 
Sure, but like, why do you feel like you have, why do you feel lost? You're saying, what do I do now because you feel as though you're at an impasse? So that's my question. Like, what impasse are you in between? Are you in, are you in the fork of the road? Like, what's up? Okay. So you want to make a decision as to whether or not you continue with Jake or not. Okay. Good. Anyone else? Come on, give me some. I was just wondering if it was like a one time thing or if it's like an ongoing Why? thing. Why? Uh, like, it will make a difference in my decision on whether I would want to stay or like give it another try or like, no, like, he's not. Okay. Sure. So, what if, if Jake's, sorry, what if Jake's not asking to come back? Chill. We'll get ahead of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. So, I'm actually, and don't let what I'm about to do. What's your name? Marina. Marina? Cool. Don't let what I'm about to do to read it dissuade you from answering, uh, answering more questions. But why is that what you're thinking? I'm, I'm going to push to why is because I think that if we stay at the surface, sometimes we don't really get to the core of what we're actually saying. So I'm going to ask you why. So it's been 15 years like that. Yeah. We've been married. Yeah. We've, like we married. Yeah. Loving each other. Yeah. It's not like a one night thing. And okay. So I, I still want to save the marriage. Okay. All, especially, you know, I would assume we have kids, maybe. No kids. Okay. Um, Again, moving target. It's kind of making it up as I go. Uh, I guess then, do I still want to like love him after 15 years, or I've, like I could care less and just move on and okay. find myself another affair cool. as well? Awesome. Find myself another affair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Come on. This is juicy. Yeah. So following what Marina said, yeah. um, it really depends on like whether you actually love your partner or not, because love, true love, brings forgiveness as well. Okay. And He tells her. He tells her. She knows. And he wasn't hiding it. He did. How do you guys feel about Jake? I don't like him. You don't like him? <laughs> Why? Because he, if you're committed to someone, you should not go and, you know, okay. give your time to somebody else. But how do you know if the way they do something that made him trigger you to want to do that? But I agree with you. I agree, I agree. It was not a good idea. But how do you know? Wait, wait, so when, when you said he, he told her, yeah. did he be, like, was he like, yeah, I, I've he been doing this, I'm not going to get into details, you know, I screwed up, I, like, like, I wasn't there, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the wrong for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Huh, my voice. Yeah. All right, how do y'all feel about Jake? I got two opinions, there's more. I know there's more. to the curb.
about her drinking? Because Sorry. Because it could be a situation where he got caught up, I don't know, but he could've got caught up in something that he didn't necessarily want to be caught up in and made a mistake and that's not the path he wants to go down. Mhm. Okay. Anyone else have anything about Jake? I don't judge anybody, so [laughs] Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. [laughs] Just kidding. [laughs] [laughs] Yeah. [laughs] Yeah, you know, I do too some more time because I say that he's bringing this up to the pile. I'm just gonna miss it and take it out. You don't know that, right? Maybe he's trying to Maybe he's trying to make it up. [laughs] Yeah, probably. Oh, I thought he was talking about that part. Not this part; like, the part where he [noise] Yeah, I mean, he could continue digging a bigger grave for himself. That's what I'm saying. [laughs] But it's still You're not saying she should. I'm not saying I'm j- I'm just trying to understand where you're At what point does he stop caring? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So for those of you who walked in late, let me catch you up. This is Jake. Hi, Jake. Jake was with Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Victoria they were together for a bit. They broke up. And after some x years later he got together with Hillary. Clinton. Hi, Hillary. Clinton. Yeah, they say hi. They say hi. [laughs] They say hi. [laughs] They say hi to each other. [laughs] It's cute. Um, Jake asked Jenn to hang out with us tonight. She's my friend. You should meet Jenn. She's she's cool. Yeah, you should. Um, I've known Jenn for a while. Hello. Yes, we've met before. Yeah, I've met her once. She's she's nice. She's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. She's super cool. Oh, yeah. She looks super cool. Yeah, she does. Super straight. Super straight. Yeah. [laughs] Super straight. You gotta meet Jenn. She's she's one of those Kim types. Oh. Yeah, she's super Kim types. Yeah. [laughs] Super straight. Jenn has uh Kim on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw it. I have not seen it on Instagram, though. Hmm. Just for the fun of it. Jenn has lots of followers. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Super straight. Yeah. [laughs] Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Historically, I've been following her Instagram. Yeah. Cuz it's just like Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And then her face is like all different. Yeah, her face is super different. Yeah, you know her face is super different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know that about her before I started following her. Oh. Cuz you've been following her for so long. Yeah. Yeah, we've been hanging out a lot lately. I've been talking to Lots of people from all over Vancouver and Whistler and Squamish. Wow. And whenever I see 
So number one is I don't know. Sorry, number one is I want another chance. Number two is I don't want another chance, and there could be a whole host of reasons why I may not want a second chance. Or I'm not going to call it a second chance. I'm going to call it another chance because oftentimes it's not I need chance number two. It's I need chance 17,000 whatever, right? And number three is another chance for what? What are you talking about? I don't even know that there's something for me to make amends for. Now, I think all of us, and keep your hands down, but up front, given those three options, we'd all likely go for the first one to say, yeah, I want another chance. And I would challenge all of us, myself first and foremost, to say the way we live our lives is not as though we really want another chance. Now, we're going to dive into this, all right? And we're going to get a little personal. And we're going to get to really understand this dynamic between these three here. But before we jump into it, let's ask ourselves this. Another chance from what? What are we talking about? So I'm going to go a bit of rapid fire here, so try to follow along. We're going to start with Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28. So it says, just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. And pay attention to every word I'm saying, all right, guys? He says, teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He, he being Christ, says to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. What is the answer? What is the answer? What does God want me to do to inherit eternal life? Yeah, it's one word. What does he want? Love. God wants love. When the lawyer asks him, um, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? What is our Lord's response? It's actually the lawyer who says love. What does our Lord say? So our Lord says, what, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and your, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. What does our Lord respond with? You have rightly given the you have given the right answer. Do it. Do it. Don't just talk. Don't just say you know what it is. You have given the right answer. Do it, and you will live. So, what is the law? What does He want me to do? Love. Let's guys, come on. Let's go. Love. All right. So, in John chapter 14, our Lord says this: If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Hold up. The requirement to show God's love, but to show God love, is following his commandments. How do I successfully, actually express my love to God? Now, does that mean that no one's a sinner, that we'll never sin? Of course not. We all fall. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, he says, Since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. St. John the Apostle writes, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. That's 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. So let me ask you this. Do I live my life as though I love God? Do I actually live my life in a way that shows God that I love him? Let me ask you a different question. My boy Jake, 
Let's hear the reader. Who says yes? Show me. Okay. Who says no? Interesting. One person. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, you're a little on the fence, yeah? All right. So why do you all say no? <laughs> She's on the fence, you're a little more confident. I'm going to actually put you on the spot. Why do you think no? Because he didn't, you know, did uh, his commitments to her. Okay. And his loyalty, like. Yeah. Okay. I would need more facts. Like, I. <laughs> it's a fabricated story, there aren't that many facts. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if, if he feels remorse. Okay. Like, if he feels remorse, you can infer he loves Hillary. Okay. Who said yes? Yes, that Jake still loves Hillary. What's your name? Mina. Mina? What do you think? Like I, said, I can't hear you, brother. Like I said earlier, I think because he would still come up front with it, but okay. shut that down. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you a different question. Do you think Jake loves Victoria? No. Yes, he does. Okay. Everyone said no but you, and I want to hear why. Because he loves her enough, or he loves that sin enough, to cheat on his wife with her, cheat on okay. God with So you think yes? Yes. Okay. Mina? Um, also, kept going back to her. He went back to her. There's no, there's no history necessarily, right? This is my story fabricated. Don't come for the old guys, all right? So, maybe, I maybe uh, the reason uh, that he goes back and cheats is maybe because he has problems. Like we go back to the same sin over and over again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll actually agree with the majority of you and disagree with the minority of you. Um, I actually don't think that he loves Victoria. I think he loves Hillary. But here's the issue. If he loves Hillary, why do you do it? He loves Hillary. Undoubtedly. Okay? I won't give you temptation. I'll tell you why. I, 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 I want us to get deeper, guys. I don't want us to, because here's, here's the thing. Oftentimes, and this is not on you, this is just in general. I feel oftentimes we give ourselves outs like, oh, it's temptation or the devil or whatever. But there are real reasons we make decisions because deep down, we're not stupid people, right? People aren't taking us for rides left, right, and center. Like, there, we make decisions, right? So we should own them. You had your hand up. I had my, I took my answer yes earlier, but then I remembered the story of Joseph. When okay. Why yeah. she kept chasing him yeah. and he said no. Yeah. How can I do this great wickedness in 
Jake and Hillary. They did love their Say that again. So thinking about Jake and Hillary, yeah. if he loved Hillary yeah. enough, he wouldn't have gone with Rachel. That's very good. So I would say that the names are okay. It's fine. So <laughs> Jake, I would say absolutely, without a doubt, actually loves Hillary. But your point is not enough. Meaning something trumped the love he had for Hillary. What trumped that love? I'd say something else. He loved something more than himself. Bingo. It's his love for himself that makes, and it's not his love for Victoria. If he loved Victoria, he wouldn't have loved Victoria. He loved Victoria, and he's been with Hillary for 15 years. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, I made a mistake. I, I should have been with Victoria. Victoria may have given him something or made himself feel a certain way about himself that made him want to go back to Victoria. And it's not because she's my everything. It's because he gets something. And it's the same thing with us. We love God. Not enough. Or we love God a lot. Is it wrong to love myself? Is it wrong to love myself? What do you all think? No. No. What's the issue? I love myself too much and I prioritize what Kareem wants more than anything else. What Kareem wants becomes priority number one. And I love my family, I love my wife, I love God, but all those things are two, three, whatever. They're just not number one. Number one is this guy. And the problem with this too is, like, we can look at this to say, well, yeah, he loves her, but maybe they didn't necessarily do something wrong. What's the real reason? Let me ask you this. Is she upset yes or no? Yes. Why? Who said of course? Why, of course? That's a very passionate, convicted, well, yeah. Why? All the things that we mentioned at the beginning of the topic. Okay. The betrayal, she's hurt. Okay. She's contemplating her marriage now, whether she's going to proceed or not. Okay. No trust. Even okay. if she decides to proceed, how is she supposed to trust him? Okay. So, quick time out for those of you who just walked in. This one or two more times. That's <laughs> tops, I promise. All right. Jake. Hi, you? Jake. Hi, Jake. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is Jake. Hi, Hi Jake. Jake. Awesome. This is Jake. He went away for school. and he was away for school, he met Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Fantastic. They got together. They dated for a couple of years. It didn't work out. Left. And then he went back home, chilled at home for a bit. He met Hillary. Hi, Fantastic. They got to date, whatever. They were dating for a while. They fell madly in love with each other. They got married. And they've been married for? 15 years. 15 years. And they've lived happily ever after until last week, Jake went to cheat on her with Victoria. That's where we're at. And she knows. That's where we are. Now you're at the speed. Okay. Why is she upset? Give me the why she's upset. She doesn't feel like she's enough or good enough for him. Say more. So, um, she feels like she may be able to give him what he wants. Okay. And he went outside and he looked for it elsewhere. Okay. So she feels insecure about herself. Okay. So you think that's what she's upset? Okay. I think Mina. she also feels angry. Why? Uh, because of the hurt. The hurt can turn from resentment to anger. Okay. She loved him more than she loved herself. Okay. As opposed to he loved her himself more than he loved Okay. Her. Yeah. She's nervous by how selfish she is. Okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. I say she's living a life and was living a life with somebody that she can't, like, she can't return to the same way it was before. 
cannot return to the same way it was before. Okay? Let me ask you this. Do you think she's upset about the sex? No. Yes yeah. or no? Yes. For sure. What do you mean by that, Joe? She's more upset, like, uh, like uh, what she did, what he did was wrong to her. Yeah. She feels uh, betrayed, and yeah. she feels the loyalty that she has for her husband uh, broken. Okay. So that's why I think it's not so much the sex, but the deed. Okay. So if we can narrow that word or simplify that answer, or kind of what y'all have been saying for a bit, what can we really narrow it down to? What is she really upset about? Yeah. A lack of what? No. Commitment. No. Did you say? Love. I mean, really think about it. And one of you guys, a couple of you guys were saying, like, well, it depends how long this has been going on for. Let me ask you this. Do you think it was a, hey, Jake. Oh, sorry, hey, Victoria. It's Jake. And then, boom? No. What likely had to happen for, that to ha for this to happen? Conversation. Conversation. And, like, they've probably been speaking for a while, warming things back up. This didn't happen overnight. This did not happen overnight. This was a gradual buildup where it climaxed like that. He betrayed her love well before this happened. Well before this actually happened, she didn't have his heart. She did. It's not about the legality of sin. If I get into my mind and think about my relationship with God and I start thinking, well, technically the way the verse is written, <laughs> if he were to tell his wife, listen, honey, we spent the night in the hotel room together, but nothing really ended up happening. Do you think she would have been like, oh, oh you're good. <laughs> Would she have been upset, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Why? <coughs> it's the fact that he was even willing to get into that room with her in the first place. It's his heart that wasn't with her, and that's why she's upset. Why do we think of sin any differently? Why do we think of sin any differently? Sin is absolutely no different. We were all making fun of Jake. Saying, what a sleazeball, mainly me. We are that guy. We're no different. We're no different. We betray God's heart for what gratifies me every day. Every single day. And we sometimes weasel our way out of it by telling ourselves, technically, I must sit. When you have to start asking yourself, well, where in the Bible does it say this? Or where do I? We've lost the point. There was someone I was having a conversation with a few months ago who asked me, how far can I go with a girl before I lose my virginity? What? If you have to ask that question, you've missed the point. You've missed the point. It's not about, hey, babe. How far can I go with Victoria before you get upset? <laughs> In what world is that a thing? 
the another chance that we're talking about, this give me another chance, is to show God that we love him. It's not about necessarily doing something right or wrong. It's about betraying or cheating in a relationship. God isn't litigious. He wants our hearts. So if we do fall into sin, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions. If this happened, I'm Jake, and I do this, I have to ask myself a question. What's the first question you think I have to ask myself? What's the first, if I did this, what's the first question I have to ask myself? Pardon? Why? Why did I do it? Why did I do it? So, there are three questions that we need to ask, and I'll just lay them out for you guys, and then we're going to get into number one, which is the why. Number one is why. What do you think number two is? Now that I figured it out. Now I know why I did it. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? We'll keep that into one. Who said what's, who's, what's next? What's next? Good. I did it. I understand why now. Throw them all back in. And don't be so quick to say yes. Do I want back in? So number one is why did I do it? Number two is do I want back in? What do you guys think number three should be? The questions. Okay. How? But okay. So who said how? So am I prepared to do what's necessary to go back in? One last question. Does she want back in too? Right? Because Jake can be like, okay, I figured it out. Now I know it's wrong, and I want back in. Hillary, let's do it. What? Some of you guys were saying kicking to the curb. I think there were threats of death earlier as well. <laughs> so it becomes a question of, like, all, like, both parties have to, well, not all three parties, but these two parties need to be done. So let's go back to number one, which is why I did this. Everyone shut your eyes. Everyone shut your eyes. I want you to think about a sin that you struggle with that you keep coming back to. A sin that you keep coming back to. And I want you to ask yourself, really, truly, sincerely, what do I get out of this sin? How does doing this make me feel? What do I get out of it? Does this sin get me out of trouble? Does it make me feel good? Why do I keep coming back to it? Do I control it or does it control me? Open your eyes. My hope is that, and, and this is the, the reason why I did this, is because for the rest of the conversation, guys, that we're going to have, I want you guys to keep that in your mind as what you're trying to tackle. Okay? Yes? Audibly, maybe? Yes. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Y'all doing all right? Yeah. Fantastic. Did I just depress everyone a little bit? Is that the idea? Okay. No trouble. Okay. So now that you know this, now that you understand the why or maybe what you get out of it, do you want back in or not? If you want back in, can I just walk in or no? Yes or no? Okay. Why? Why can't I just walk up and say I'm in? Pardon? There should be a bit of a struggle. Why? What do you mean by struggle? Uh, shame. Remorse. Remorse, okay. 
Anything else? Start making amends. What do you mean? Well, now that there's breach of trust, you have to work your way back to that level of trust. How? The other person you've given. How? Well, that's a great question. I mean, you have to prove your commitments by showing that you're going to be loyal to that person and just being loyal to that person, and that's how you prove it. It doesn't happen I take it lightly, I won't take the redemption as so seriously as if I work hard to redeem myself yeah. and I try hard not to fall again so I don't have to do that work again. If okay. if I if it was something easy, yeah. then it doesn't stop me from doing it again because it I'll just do it again. Bingo. So what he wants to do is so let's go back to this. Okay? What must he do? to be able to go back to Hillary to stand back in. Like, like she's gone. And not only is she gone, but he has to be able to cut off any future access to that. Why? Because it may come back again. Okay. Because of temptation, okay, you might come back again. What else? Okay. Come back in a different way. In order, regain, in order to regain Hillary's trust. Bingo. It's to show Hillary that Hillary, all that is behind me, it's gone, and you are my only focus. And it's not even about me. It's about you. It's about you. Whether you want me back or not. Whether you want me back or not. Because again, it's not about the act. It's not about the fact that he did that necessarily. It's about the relationship he betrayed. His focus is here. And he has to cut off all access to Victoria. From a practicality perspective, what does that mean? Like in an example where there's a person named Hillary, Jake, and Victoria. What does that mean? How does he cut off access? Stop calling her. Okay, get rid of the number. Bigger. What else can we do? Pardon? Move away. Move away, sure. Block the number, get rid of, I don't go to places that she frequents, like completely cut off any possible way of going back to her. And in the same way, how can I, and like, this is the question. If we say, as my relationship with God, I want back in, you can't just say I want back in. I can't just say words to say I want back in. Jake can't just tell Harry I want back in. If I want back in with my relationship with God, I have to cut off all access to the things that draw me away from him. If that's a person, if that's a place, if it's a habit, if it's a substance, it's if it's whatever, if it's if it's me, if, if I'm all into myself and I'm the one dragging myself away from God then I have to be introspective and figure out what do I think is so great about myself and cut that out. Or remove myself. Like if Mark keeps on telling me that, oh, Kareem, you're so sick. Oh, Kareem, you're great, whatever. I'm going to stop spending the time with this guy because he's getting in my head. That's not why. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out what's drawing me away and cut off all 
access from that. Now, if I don't do that, I, let me ask you this question. Welcome to her back. Can Jake tell Hillary, hey, honey, listen, listen, I promise, I'm done with Victoria, but we kind of already planned this weekend thing in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we already booked it. It's not refundable. Kind of just hoping you'll be okay with it. Love you. Okay, not okay. Okay. Do we often do the same thing when we go to confession? When we come with zero intention of cutting off. And I'll read something that's a little sobering to you guys. Okay? St. Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26. He says this, If we willfully persist in sin after having received the knowledge of the truth, Anyone know the rest of it? It's a little scary. If we willfully persist in sin after having received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. What does that mean? I'll read it again, but I want you all to understand it. Like, uh, tell me what this means. For if we willfully persist in sin after having received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. What does that mean? What do you guys think? That sounds like internal condemnation. Okay. What does it mean? Christ's sacrifice was in vain. Perfect. Who has made it in vain? I did. Me. For those of you, like, in the event that we're not being explicitly clear, okay, if I willfully persist in sin, meaning I tell myself, I'm okay with doing this sin. Like, not like a, oh, I messed up. Like, no, it's just a thing I do. It's part of who I am. It's what I do. The sacrifice of God no longer applies to me. Just in case anyone's not clear. So let's actually get, like, and St. Paul doesn't leave it at that and then dive into other things. Look at what St. Paul says. Pay attention to Paul, all right? He says, for if we willfully... So if we willfully sin after we have received the knowledge of the truth, meaning that I know the difference between right and wrong, and I willfully, willfully persist, not willfully sin, but willfully persist in my sin, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Okay, so if that doesn't remain, what remains? He says, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment, fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the test... Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. St. Paul finishes by saying this. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Actually, why did you bring this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) I can choose to willfully persist in sin, but I'm also choosing to avoid the blood of Christ. 
as my price. Do I want back in? I can't have both. If I want back in, I cannot have both. And that's the true meaning of the word repentance. Repentance is metanoia or a change of mind or a change of heart. If I don't have that change from, from within, how can I ever hope to be back in that relationship? I want you guys to close your eyes and think about that sin that we were speaking about earlier, the thing that I'm struggling with. Repentance is coming to God and saying, I have betrayed my relationship with you. You came and you gave me everything and made eternity with you an achievable goal for me. I chose and choose sin instead of choosing you. I regret it. I sincerely do. I commit to you right here, right now, that I have had a change of mind and heart and that I desire life with you more than I desire anything else. I commit to you that I will not go back to my sin and I will do everything in my power to stay true to that. I also ask you to help me stick to this and I ask you to give me strength to stay loyal to the one who loves me. Open up your eyes. Do you guys think repentance is easy or not? What do you guys think? Repentance, easy, not easy? People are saying not easy? Anyone have a different opinion? I should probably not put this here. Anyone have a different opinion? I'm really happy that you said that. I'm going to showcase these guys into the spotlight. You said that they've had a 15-year marriage. I don't know where you got these facts. But a 15-year marriage. 15-year marriage. How are they they married for 15 years? How did they get there? Again, did he come back from school and say, are you done? What happened? How did they get there? Lots of talking, okay? Lots of two things. A lot of, two, actually more than two things, but I'm going to highlight two things. When you say talking, what do you mean? So like if we can, pardon me? Communication. Communication, what else? Openness. Openness, okay. Ups and downs. Ups and downs, okay. Yeah, time. Even if they communicated, like they, like they, they spent the night together, like they just texted or they went to coffee or whatever, they're not going to get married from that. They spend time, like real time with each other, and real communication, real open communication. When we say that we don't have that with God, I wouldn't disagree with us. And I'd say, yeah, sure, sometimes we don't feel that. But I would ask, how much effort are we making in that relationship? And if we're not making the requisite, if we're not putting in the requisite effort into communication and time, then how can I ever say, well, I don't actually have a relationship? That's not me. That's not a God. That's not me. 
God's done so much more of the work than I can ever hope to do and will ever be able to do. And what's he, what he's left in my hands is very little. So it's on me. That's on me. And we'll even bring it right back to this point here. Even when you say with a 15-year marriage that you think this is easy, I disagree. I think that there are relationships that are probably longer than that that can get easily broken by something like this. In order to restore this relationship, is this part hard? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you a different question. Who has a more difficult job? Hillary or Jake? Hillary. Why? Because she has to reconcile with Jake okay. to mend the relationship because she's been betrayed. She's been betrayed. Has she done anything wrong? No. She's done nothing wrong. She's done nothing wrong and she just got betrayed. It's a lot harder for her. It's a lot harder for her. God's better to us. That's what he says. He's better than us. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Meaning, if I'm actually down to come back, and when I say down, I mean completely down. Like, she's gone. She's gone. I can't get back to her. I can't get back to anyone else. You are my focus. He's down. God's down. So let me ask you this. Is repentance easy? No. But it's a lot easier than God's part. God's part was, he was blameless. Absolutely blameless. And still willing to bring me back. My part is hard, but what I have to gain is a lot more. And I also have to realize that God, from his perspective, has had to put in a lot more effort. And not only that, but I'm the one who stands to gain the most out of being able to come back. And finally, he is willing to help me come back. If we look at the prayer that we read earlier, it says, I also ask you to help me stick to this. I ask you to give me the strength to stay loyal to the one who loves me. I need to ask God for, my, for help in repentance as well. Repentance requires a lot of being very honest with myself. So when we think of like, why did I sin? Oftentimes we think temptation. Or Mark was around me and he influenced me. Not Mark. Yeah. Um, but we don't take personal accountability. We don't say, I sin because I suck. Or I sin because I really like that. Or I really like my feeling this way. I felt because... She tempted me? No, I felt because I'm really lustful. Like I'm a very carnal person, and that's why I felt. Like, who am I giving excuses to? Myself? Abuna? God? God knows my heart. Who am I giving excuses to? If I want to be repentant, and the thing is, if I just say temptation, or if I just say, well, she was beautiful and she tempted me, like, is that really giving myself the opportunity to come back and have a change of heart? In order for me to have a change of heart, my first step is what? What's my first step? In order to have a change of heart or a change of mind, what must I first do? Admit it. Admit that I'm filled. Admit that I have a problem that I need to fix. Because if I don't admit the fact that I have a problem, I'll never be able to fix it. I'll never be able to come back to it. If he goes up to her and says, hey, look, she was texting me all day and I couldn't do anything about it, so yeah, we just went to the hotel. Huh? What? How's that an excuse? He'll never be able to mend this relationship unless he's honest with himself. 
Repentance requires loads of honesty, transparency, and introspection. Without them, not a chance. Not a chance. We can go to confession all day long. But from inside, if I've not admitted what I've done to myself and understood why, I have no chance. Once we sin, we said three categories. And I promise you they're not all as long as the first one. Sure. Once we sin, we can fall into three categories. You guys remember where they were? Number one was, I want another chance. Number two? I don't want another chance. I don't want another chance. And number three was, what was the third one? I don't even know I need another chance. Let's talk about number two. So, I don't want a chance. Why do you guys think I may not want another chance? You had mentioned one earlier. Do you remember what it was? No? No worries. Why? Why do you guys think we don't deserve it? Or why may I tell myself that I don't deserve it? First of all, let me ask you this. Has anyone ever felt I, I'm too ashamed to come back to God? Like, I don't deserve forgiveness? You don't have to raise your hands. I mean, put me all on the spot. Don't do that. Why do you think that? Or why do you think that could be the case? Um, I'm going to have to blame the devil. Okay. Because I know that devil. If the, if, uh, once we fall into sin, there's always a devil that is for despair. And then a devil that says, uh, you know, oh, you did a good job or whatever it is. But there's always somebody that's yeah. trying to, like, give you that thought that you don't deserve it. And I know it is. It's either St. John Chrysostom or St. Athanasius. I don't remember which one, but he says something to the tune of, like, why are you ashamed? He said, when you committed the sin, you had no shame. And all of a sudden you come to repent. Now you're shameful. He says, do you not know that the shame is from the devil who discourages you from repentance? So yeah, sure. What else? What else do we sometimes feel? So let me talk about this. Shame drives me absolutely up the wall. And it drives me up the wall for a few reasons. Number one, when we say I'm ashamed of having sinned and I can't come back to God because I'm ashamed of my sin, God, number one, knew you were going to sin. Number two, witnessed your sin. So to say I can't come back because I'm so ashamed, he was there. He knew you were going to do it, and this is the biggest part. It is with knowledge, full knowledge of your sin and my sin that Christ looks and says, Kareem is still worth the blood of my son. It is with full knowledge of what I was going to do that Christ still creates me and not only that, but then says, I am willing to sacrifice my son's blood so that Kareem can live. For me to all of a sudden then go and say, I can't come back to you, God, I'm ashamed. He's already paid the price for my sin. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, St. Paul says, um, find it. It's Philippians 4, 7. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Or still, uh, Christ, uh, Christ died for, me, for us. I should read it. And not make it up. But yeah, Philippians, actually, can you pull that up? Philippians 4, 7? Thanks. So, shame should not be a reason I ever just say I can't come back to God. God knows what I was going to do. God witnessed what I did and still bought me with that knowledge. Who am I to then say, I can't come back to you. I'm so ashamed. This logically makes sense. Any luck? It's not that verse. Five, six. 
No, it's Philippians. No, I'm lying. It is, no, it's Romans 5, 6, 7. That's fine. Romans 5. My bad. I apologize. Look at me honest. Is that you? Thank you. Romans 5, 6, 7. Five, six, seven, eight, maybe. Yeah, but God, it's verse eight. Can you read the whole thing? Yeah, or from five, I think. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, and perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So, number one is I might feel ashamed. What's another reason that I may choose that I don't want to come back? Pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Love you, Joe. Straight up. I want Hillary, but quite honestly, I like this stuff more. I'm not willing to... You know, Remember when we said, are you willing to make the sacrifice? Or are you willing to do what's necessary? The answer could be no. Like, you can look at someone to say, listen, I'm in this like sexual relationship and I'm not willing to part ways. Like, come back to God. Can I still continue doing that with her? No. Then no thank you. I still want this. That's your call to make. That's your call to make. Or realize it's your call to make. And the consequences of that call. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying, that's a decision that you get to make. But it is a reason why we to come back to God. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Again, if I want to come back to God, if I want another chance, I have to cut that off. Otherwise, I'm telling God, thanks, I don't need another chance. The third one is, I don't know that I need another chance. And this one is mortifyingly terrifying. If I don't know I need another chance, that means I'm living with my head in the sand. I have no idea what I'm doing, and it's not even clicking on any radar. I need to be incredibly introspective to find it. If I can't find something that I'm not doing right in my relationship with God, probably not looking hard enough. And if I'm looking hard and I can't find anything, what should I do? Pardon? I should be. I should open myself up to someone to say, "Hey, look, are you seeing?" You guys ever see, like, at a restaurant, like, yo, do I have something in my face? <laughs> Same thing, right? Like, yo, do I have something in my heart? Whether that's your parents, whether that's a friend, whether that's, like, someone who edifies you, your confession father, whomever. But have, be open to having that person criticize you. Because oftentimes the reason we don't see something is because we think we're sick. We think we're dope. We think nothing's wrong with us. While we're riddled with problems. But we're just unwilling to look into the mirror. You can't find something in your heart that you need to work on, not looking hard enough. If you still can't find it, open yourself up. After I've chosen to come back to God, I need to pray that God gives me the strength to stay true. And then I need to do everything in my power to prevent myself from allowing sin a chance. St. Augustine says this. He says, pray as though everything depended on God. Work as though everything depended on you. What does that mean? What do you guys think? He says, pray as though everything depended on God, work as though everything depended on you. What do you guys think that means? Absolutely. Slowly. You got it. Thank you for calling me. Pray as though everything depended on God, work 
as though everything depended on you. I trust that, that he's going to gonna help you solve it, but you have to put it in the work yourself. You have to, you have to actually do the work. Okay. So I push it on that, like, an extra level. Say, as though you know Mark has the keys to something that you really want. You will not leave his side until he gives them to you. He says, pray as though everything depends on God. Don't leave him alone. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, as though 100% of the result is affected by what he does. On the flip side, work as though 100% of the result will be affected by what I do. So it's pretty much 200%. saying everything depends on God and everything depends on you. If you pray as though everything depends on God and work as though everything depends on you, you're good. Make sense? Cool. So I'm going to just say two more things and I'm done. So I'm trying to find it. There we go. So we're talking about cutting everything off that leads me back to sin. St. Paul says this in Romans chapter 13, verse 14. He says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Meaning that, again, I'm not even giving sin a chance. So I want you guys to walk away with two things. Number one is cut off any potential avenue you have back to sin. And number two, and I would argue that this is the biggest thing. The motivation here is one word. What's the motivation? Love. If I get into, is it technically wrong? Or how wrong is this for me to really do? Or how God, how upset will God really be? I've lost the point. Again, if you start thinking that way, think of this and start thinking, would it be conceivably okay for Jake to ask Hillary, how far can I go with Victoria before you get upset? And when we said that, you guys laughed as though it was ludicrous. But we do that every day. Or thinking that we can kind of sneak away and do whatever we want without her, no. Without God, no. The motivation is love. I need to look at sin as an obstacle to my relationship with God. This is the last thing I'm going to read to you guys. This is from Romans chapter 8. This is beautiful. Listen to this. He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. Now in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Do you guys have any questions? Yeah. So what you're saying, and I agree, um, we have to cut all connections then. Not just connection to sin. 
anything that leads me back to sin as well. And God knows. I'm going to go back and sin again. Even though I hear the promise every time. I'm going to go back and sin again. Okay. Wouldn't it be better to continue to fall and come back rather than continue to sin, to sin and go this way? I'm not saying, I'm not giving any excuses. I'm not giving any, like, open doors yep. for someone to, to insist on something. But I'm saying, when someone falls and come back, and falls and come back, at least in front of God, I'm still doing the work. I'm still trying. 100%, so long as I'm trying from within my heart. So, let me put it to you this way. If Let's say that that bottle is sin. Okay? The bottle on the table right there. If I say, I don't want it anymore. And then I look at it, and I'm like, was there a problem with that or no? Was there a problem with what I just did or no? What was the problem? What was the problem? Okay. But, like, so I'm going to ask a more specific question. What was the problem with how I grabbed it? There's no resistance. There's no resistance. I wanted it, yeah, but I've never stopped wanting it, Right? But there was no resistance. It was, oh, right? Not like whatever. Oh. <laughs> right? Or like, no, I don't want it. Or like, I literally just grabbed it. Right? I'm like, yeah, this is what I want. Showing that struggle, there's a problem within me, and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. And there's always going to be that fight. But again, even if there's a real fight here, but my heart is still there, she sees my heart, and she sees my intention. She sees me trying to cut off, and she knows I'm weak, and God knows I'm weak. God knows, he created me. He knows I'm weak. But if he sees the struggle from within me, that's he wants my heart. He has my heart. And you, we can be honest with ourselves to know, am I approaching sin like this? Or am I struggling with from within my heart or not? So it's not just to say, and if I tell myself, well, I keep on sinning, I should just continue. Think of it a different way. If someone's in a position where they're trying to lose weight, and then they break their diet, and they're like, oh, I had pizza. Well, I guess I'm just... For the rest of my life now. Pizza every day. Right? You get what I mean? Right? If you continue down that path, this path of destruction, it's not a path of health. It's not a path of, well, I might as well. Might as well is from the devil telling you that you have no chance. And you do have a chance. And again, the hardest part was already done by you being forgiven. It's up to you to come back. Good question. Yeah. Like, just a, just a comment on that. Sure. not nearly as bad people I kind of portray them to be. They're fictional characters. Right. I thank you guys for engaging them so politely. You guys are good people. Thank you very much. Thank you, Karim, for uh, this awakening presentation. I think it was really wonderful using these wonderful examples, fictional examples, of course, but, uh, but, uh, but, it's, but, but indeed, like, just a little